The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is James Mapes. He is the president of the James Mapes organization, and he has come out with a book uh, called Quantum Leap Thinking, an owner's guide to the mind, which we're going to be speaking about. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, James. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jordan. Let's just start with a little bit of your background and how you got to come up with this whole idea of quantum leap thinking. Well, my background, <laughs> this, I wish there was a linear answer here, uh, but my education was uh, both in theater and psychology. So I launched out of college with a master's and did some repertory theater, soap operas, film. And at the same time I came to New York to do soap operas, I studied to be a clinical hypnotist, and I launched into that, and that became a specialty in working with the New York Police Department in a, in a very specialized field called regression therapy uh, for witnesses and victims to crime. I worked with sports figures for five years, self-confidence, motivation, overcoming fears, and out of that launched seminars uh, called Choices in Positive Self-Image Training, and then that morphed in 82 to the Quantum Leap Thinking Organization and the book where all this was still going on, but it moved into the business field as creativity, creative thinking, overcoming fear. And since then, there's all these other programs that have developed out of that. And uh, we branched off in a, in a number of fields. So... I guess if I were to say anything, what I am, I'm an evangelist of the imagination, meaning how whatever area that is applied in our perceptual self, how we perceive our future, whether it's money or health, <clears throat> spirituality, relationship, we start to create that and make it happen. And this isn't some mystical stuff. This is based on brain science, which is I'm fascinated with. So what is the problem today with people who are, do not understand uh, quantum leap thinking, how is it holding them back from what they could achieve if they did understand quantum leap thinking? Well, I think this, there's so many levels to this answer, but let's start with how we perceive our ability to be in control of our life. And right there, if you say, well, listen, I'm an effect of everything. I'm an effect of the financial markets. I'm an effect of the government. I'm an effect of uh, your young, your parents. Uh, you've already given up your control. And then that becomes more complex because as we move through life, we carry a lot of our initial experience and learning and belief system with us, which we get back to this later, but I'm going to throw this out to you. I was raised in a very poverty-minded mentality. So it took a long time in my life to, to, to overcome that, and out of that came the whole, my whole study of how fears work, which I'd love to talk to later. Um, and also understanding how fears that are not recognized hold us back. Fear of rejection, change, success, failure, commitment, and poverty are the major ones 
that can hold us back. Also, not understanding how the brain works. I mean, the last three to four years has been an explosion that has proven that most of the things that we, like Zig Ziglar and W. Clement Stone and all the positive thinking people, all that stuff worked, but no one really knew why. But now they show that thinking a certain way, or if we look at visualization, which is applied imagination, and how creativity works, once we learn the tools to manage our thinking, including our self-talk, which means well, how, how the, that little voice in our head and how our reasoning goes. Is it fear-based? Is it possibility-based? Um, there's all sorts of tools that we can learn, every person listening to your show, to help manage our life and, therefore, our prosperity and abundance. And I'm not a, I'm not a, I say this right up front, I'm not in a guy who goes, hey, think, think you're going to be rich, think about the secret, think about all that stuff that's going to happen. That's not the way it works. Let's talk specifically about what we just mentioned. What has been found by science in the last three to four years um, and as uh, to, to prove that positive thinking works in various what, what is some of that research that you've you well, referred let's to? Look at, I'll look at a couple things. One is we as human beings tend to see that which we believe, and that's one of the things the way the brain works. It's called a, an, a reticular activating system. And it's, for example, if you're in an airport and there's so much going on that you you don't hear anything really because it's just a, uh, a noises from every possible location but if suddenly over the loudspeaker uh, said you know uh, Jason Goodman pay attention Jason come to the and all of a sudden your attention goes to that and so the brain is designed to pay attention to that which is most familiar to us to which we believe so I always uh, expand this a little more and I always used to say in a in a, in a seminar how do you know who you are and, and people thought oh this is a little spacey i said no 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 how do you know you don't look you don't know by looking at your uh, driver's license the way the brain works is you look around in your life and you see who you're who you brought in your life drug dealers hang out with people in the drug line people that are spiritual hang out with other people that are spiritual people that are achievers hang out with other people and learn from them so we tend to to attract, not attract, I guess it's attract, but also to bring in because it's our responsibility. So if you want to change what's in your life, you have to change your thinking. And part of what brain science is showing is that how we are, how change affects us. And there's a myth called, I call it the myth that willpower will overcome all. Now brain science is showing that in fact using willpower drains a part of the brain that makes us not only less creative, but we can't pay attention to things. So people who just, you know, they muscle through things without learning to relax or pause or step back or renew themselves, uh, or anybody who says to me, I work best under stress 24 hours a day, I don't say anything, but I know that that just isn't true, or they're giving me a false impression. So willpower drains the brain, and and there's a way to recharge ourselves um, during a day that will give us more energy, that will give us more creativity. So being able to visualize has an effect on the brain. And being, I mean, visualize vividly some future goal starts us on a path to notice that which we need to notice. It doesn't provide us with necessarily the motivation. Now, I'm just looking at one aspect, and that is when people say there are no accidents. Well, I'm not so sure about that, but I think 
Carl Jung said synchronicity or meaningful coincidence is you meet something or you have an experience and you go, wow, that's just plain weird, or is it? It's the way we see the future, the specific, by the way, specific, emotionally charged, and that's very important, uh, and I'm going to give a definition about this in a second, uh, images and pictures are mental movies. Now, another thing that brain science has, has absolutely proven is that we are controlled, our decisions are controlled 90% by a part of us that does not think. Now, people know that, they're familiar with it, called the subconscious. And so 10% of our mind is conscious. That's our reasoning. The part that is, if people are listening to this, they'll go, oh, well, I understand that, or I don't believe what he's saying is true. It's our self-talk. It's that mental, critical, judgmental self. That's all part of the 10%. Uh, part of the conscious mind is the part of the recent part of the brain that's developed where we can, we can look into the future and see alternative paths of choice. You know, now, now another study has just come out and, and, and shown that we're not a victim of our, of even our DNA. That we, by the way we think and the lifestyle we live, can overcome a penchant for going towards a disease of some kind. So I look at it, the mind is like a small rider on top of this 6,000-pound elephant. That's the metaphor I use for the mind. You cannot control yourself, you cannot control your mind, but you can influence it. And you can influence your decisions of self, and you can also influence other people. The best salespeople or preachers or politicians in the world are, are experts at this. So what brain science is showing that we can influence the part of us uh, to change our course of action, to, to make better choices in the future. So how can you apply, say you understand what you just talked about, and we're going to get into some more depth. How can you apply that to be more successful in the business world? Well, let's, let's start with a leader. Uh, a few years ago, I was thrown in a, a very interesting and, and very uncomfortable position of writing a program for a very large company called Omnicom. And the president of Omnicom did not want any typical program on leadership because he said there wasn't a program out there. It's a confusing field. So what I did is I researched for about a year, and I came up with five core what I call traits of a true leader. And one of those traits is being able to craft a clear vision of where you want a company to go or a team to go and being able to, another trait, to communicate that vision. And they're very separate. So applying something to, 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 uh, to uh, the future uh, in business, you have to create ideas in advertisement, management, and leadership that, that, for lack of a better term, we call them sticky. They have to stick to people like a good commercial does. So it's so the, the, and that influences the subconscious. That's what I, that influences the part of the mind. It influences the elephant part of our mind, which does not think. I want to be very clear about that. It doesn't reason. It's emotionally based. It's it also has a tendency to see mostly the negative, and also that part of our mind does not like to to uh, do long term sacrifices. It wants short term gain. So when I work in businesses, there's a there's a process that I teach them which is not only how to craft a vision, but then how do, you, how do you make that happen? What is visualization? What, is, what does that mean? And how do you overcome fear? Because no one ever has to work in the business world 
about looking at a fear-based future, right? <laughs> or, or pretty yeah. much life. It just there's some part of us in our DNA that looks into the future and we see often disaster. Now, is that necessarily bad? Well, it depends. One, it depends how quick you can let it go. Two, it depends if you can prepare, if there's anything you can do about it, because people have a lot of trouble, especially to me in the emotional field, which is a lot to do with finances, of letting go and, and trusting. And, and three, is to, is to be able to um, uh, use it as um, a warning system. For, for a possible uh, disaster. Like, I, I learned, coming from a poverty family, uh, I'll give you this, uh, just a very quick example of this. When I launched into the world, um, I was so afraid of being poor uh, that, that however much I made, and I made good money, I spent more than I made so I would feel poor. Now, what does that mean? Well, if I was raised in a poverty mentality, my comfort zone is the feeling of being poor. Now, that doesn't sound logical, but none of this about belief systems are logical or is logical. So I would then I would say, okay, I've got to earn more. So I'd work harder. I'd make more money. I'd spend more than I made. I felt poor. And one day I took a seminar. Right? <laughs> I came out of the seminar. I said, wow, I see how that fear is controlling me. So I'm going to take all my money and I'm going to put it in the bank. Right? So I put all my money in the bank. I still felt poor because I wouldn't allow myself any freedom because I still didn't have a, a mentality of abundance. So I took some other seminar. I took quite a few seminars. And then I decided to invest all my money in stocks. Before I, you know, the big stock thing happened, this was back in the 70s, I lost everything I had because I didn't have a strategy. I was going out of my fear of being poor, wanting to be more. So now I'm poor again. And then I really got some good counseling. And, I, and, I, and it's the fear that I've had to overcome in life is how do I create a feeling of abundance so that I can take care of what needs to be taken care of and plan for the future without fear. And that's very important because, as you, you know, that uh, you know, uh, uh, money is so emotional. Uh, yes. There's so much emotion attached to that that it it sometimes sabotages us. And what I'm really talking about is the way the human mind works is a lot of fear that many people have is self-sabotaging, and it's called okay. creating a uh, your own fear or creating a um, self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. We actually have to take a break. Yep. Uh, this is uh, uh, Jordan Goodman with the Money Answer Show. My guest today is James Mapes. Our president of the James Mapes organization. His book is called Quantum Leap Thinking, and we'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. 
for the leader and the muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Are you and your family in debt? Today, over 40% of American households are spending more than they make. And that means our society is getting deeper and deeper in debt. Escape the debt trap with host and attorney Kenneth Neely is here to help you avoid the problems involved with debt, including rebuilding credit, filing bankruptcy, short selling your home, resolving IRS tax problems, and much more. Escape the Debt Trap airs live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is James Mapes. He's the president of the James Mapes Organization. He's also the author of a book called Quantum Leap Thinking. Welcome back to the show, James. Thank you so much. Uh, you have a website, by the way, which is jamesmakes.com. Tell people a little bit about what they can find at that website. Well, uh, one, they can sign up for my monthly newsletter. I'm syndicated, so that goes off to free uh, every month on a topic that hopefully will elevate you in all levels. And uh, I have a lot of archived articles and, and uh, shows that I've been on. And it's a, it's a fun site, and it's it's a site that we've created to, to really enhance people's lives. So uh, take a quick peek at it. Very good. Uh, let's just start at the basics. What is quantum leap thinking? It's the first chapter in your book. Let's yeah. just do kind of a basic explanation of what well, it is. Let me tell you how I came up with it. Is over the years of coaching people and doing seminars on self-image training and doing seminar on choices, I, I started getting in touch on a long-term basis working with people, and I started to see an odd thing that would happen. Is People would work for a certain period of time, and they'd take this sudden leap in their life, Right? And then they would get like a plateau, and they'd take another leap. And each time, the bigger challenges, the longer this plateau was. And I started to question and, and, and investigate and see if there's some combination of behavior and beliefs that people were doing to make these leaps in business. And I interviewed presidents, of course. I was very fortunate. I interviewed a couple of presidents of the United States and prime minister and, and got a lot of input. So... I came up with this odd little symbol, which is a, it's like a, uh, a pyramid, and on top of the pyramid is balanced these 14 blocks. And the base of what I created for quantum leap thinking, the three most important parts of this base was, one is the ability to manage change. Because change, you know, is people say, oh, I love change, and then I start to, you know, really push them to the wall or something, and all of a sudden they say, well, not that much change, right? And how to manage it and how to deal with it, because change is a perceptual issue, always. And also, what most people don't know is change happens twice, and that means that 
either we create it in our mind, which is then called a vision or a goal, and then we work hard and we create that out in the world, or something hits us, like somebody dying or some a business failing, and it doesn't happen within us right away. It takes time to, if we ever, uh, adapt to that change. So change really happens twice, and so there's a process to that. And then there's the creative thinking angle of this, which I love, because imagination and creativity are two different things. Imagination is, I call it the wild child, because no matter, everybody imagines about everything at every minute, good, bad, and different. So if it's unfocused, it can go to chaos. But once you apply it or focus it to something specific, now you're talking about creativity. And creativity means that it has to result in something, either physical or an idea. So I looked at how do we become more creative? How do we, how do we enhance that part of us? And then the third part of that pyramid is continuous learning. And that's extremely, extremely important. And I know we met, and I know that you are a continuous learner. You don't stop. Uh, my wife's like that. My friends are like that. And there's always a question, and you contemplate. You have an idea. You test it. There's reflection. And there's also the willingness to learn and learning how to learn. I mean, that's, you know, some people just don't know how to do that, and they're, or they're not willing that they know it all. And then on these 14 points, so if you vision that for a second, there's this there's pyramid with creative thinking, managing change, and continuous learning. And then I looked at other aspects of people's character, when, and when all these were, were used in sync, synchronicity, this amazing leap took place. So I'll go quickly through 14 points. You can talk about any of them. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll name them first. Paying okay. attention, learning to turn fear into power, holding a vision, enlarging your goals. And I have to explain that because by nature, fear makes us think small. Five is being flexible. Six is commitment. Seven is empowerment. And that's one of the five traits of leadership. Eight is communicating with integrity. And that's simply, uh, you know, you don't need a contract with me if I give you my word. That's the way I was raised. Everybody in my life, they could shake my hand. And if they shake my hand, my word is it. Uh, Not necessarily the way the world works. Nine is create partnership. And that's extremely important in life, Uh, not only for our mental health, but our physical health. Ten is have fun, one of my top three values. <laughs> and eleven is to take risks, and how do you do that? And twelve is trust. And thirteen is love, and I, and I believe strongly. In my new book I'm working on, I believe there are only two emotions in life, love and fear, period. When one exists, the other one doesn't exist. And fourteen is support, because none of this can be done alone. We have to, and there's a, there's a way to, there's a way to get support in life. We are wired. This is, you asked me at the beginning of the program about what we've learned about DNA. One of the things we've learned in our genetic code, we are wired for reciprocity. Meaning that when we give, we are wired to get, when we receive, we're wired to give back. Now, I don't mean that in a manipulative sense at all. I mean that's how we're wired, period. So if you want to gain support in life, look around you and do as much good in the world as you can for as many people every day as you can, and you'll never have to worry about support. So those are the 14 points. Each of those in themselves is a discussion. Yes, okay. One area I wanted to talk about particularly was as it relates to investing and the stock market, and uh, you talk about fear and love and greed. All these things get kind of mixed up. Yes, they do. If people understand what you're talking about as far as quantum leap thinking, 
How can they apply that to become better investors and not get wrapped up in the positive and negative emotions involved in the stock and bond markets? Well, let's let's start with a very specific thing. Let's start. Forget about money or anything right now. But let's look at what fear does. If I said to you, and I bet you can play this game over here, or with me over the phone. If I said to you right now, I'm not going to ask you what this is, but can you recall an event from your past that was extremely frightening to you? Or can you project in the future and make something up that really scares you? Can you do that? Sure. Oh, good. All right. Now, awareness is a very strange thing. Because what I do, and I kind of teach awareness, I say to people, I say, look around you and notice your environment. Very easy to do. Now look at your hands and your legs and notice that. Now you've taken your awareness to another level. You're now noticing your body. I said, now notice your heart beating. You've taken awareness to a different level. Now notice what emotion you're feeling, right? That's another level. A lot of people don't even know that they feel emotion sometimes. So... When you think about that event, right this very second, take, and all you're going to need is about three seconds for this. Where do you feel it in your body? Uh, I think in the heart, in my case. You're in your chest or your heart? Yeah. Okay. I guarantee you that most people, I call this a tool for truth, most people, when, they, when I can do this in a private session, I coach them to start to be aware in life because the body will always know the truth before your mind. See, one of the parts of that 10%, that little rider on the elephant, is that that part of our mind that's the wizard about visioning in the future and about thinking and about all the stuff of the self-talk also is a great confabulator. In fact, it's, it's our, our consciousness, that 10% part of our mind, makes up stories all the time, most of which are not true, are not true. So... When we feel fear and we're not aware of, we're go, I'll go back to the body in a second, we start to confabulate. So fear I call the great trickster. And the great trickster tricks us into making up negative scenarios about the future. Well, if you can think about something in the future, obviously it hasn't happened yet, right? So you're, you're making all this stuff up. If it's vivid enough, you're going to feel it in your body, and your brain is going to react to take care of that fear, because that's the primitive part of that 90% of us. So we do stupid things. So I'll give you, I remember, I think it was 89, I was, on, I was working on a cruise, and I was down working in the gym, and I think it was, you would know this better than me, but I think it was like, the stock market felt like it was huge then, 500 points, and I'm, and I'm like down in the gym, my wife is up in the room, I'm doing lectures, right, on this stuff. I saw the stock market fall. I'm in the middle of God knows where, outside of, I, I, the, 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 on the other side of the world. And I go, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, that part of me I was telling you about from my childhood, <laughs> yeah. it got triggered. And I happened to be working out, so I took a couple breaths, which I teach people to do about that body thing, to get to center ourselves before we let the fear grab us. And I said, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, it's gone down 500 points. It isn't the end of the world. Things change. And I, what can you do now? What can I do now that is a, a rational choice? So when we go back to all this stuff, number one, you've got, I think people must learn to recognize their fear and then recognize what's going on in their brain 
and we can do this. This is not hard stuff to do. It's a it's a new way of uh, perhaps looking at your life and your mind and so forth and your body, and take a couple breaths and say, all right, what 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 is my greatest fear? I mean, number one, what is what is my greatest fear? So, so you're saying once you ha- recognize the fear, you can overcome it and not have it overcome you. The mere act of recognizing, this is very important and very simple, the mere act of recognizing fear takes the power from fear. The mere act, just recognizing it. See, most people, for, uh, if you're standing on the top of a, of a hundred-story building and you lean over the edge and you feel that gut fear, there's no rational part of you then. Now you're not thinking about anything. You are lost in the fear. So my job is to get people, one, to recognize fear, and that's why I started with your body, because you feel it in your body before it goes to your brain. And once it goes to your brain, we start to make up all these stories. And if you are ruled by fear and you don't know how to manage it, you don't know how to, how to right, go right, jump right in the center of it, then you lose control. And you pick okay. up the phone and say, sell all your stuff. One of my dearest friends worth a lot of money. Well, you know people like this. Of course, it's your business. He lost half his fortune within 30 minutes because he sold everything. Okay, we're going to take a break? This day, he said, James, I I is the stupidest person. He's, he's got three bestsellers. <laughs> All right, we have to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is James Mapes. Uh, he is the president of the James Mapes Organization. His book is called Quantum Leap Thinking, and you can find out more about him at his website, jamesmapes.com. We'll be back after this. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is James Mapes, uh, the president of the James Mapes organization. His website is jamesmapes.com. Welcome back to the show, James. Thank you. We were talking in the quantum leap thinking of the 14 different points that uh, are are part of it. And let's just go into some of these briefly and how people can apply to their own lives. Uh, Enlarging goals, you say, is is important. How how should people do that? Let's look at defining visualization, then I'll go to enlarging goals. When we project in the future, we're visualizing. When we visualize something, uh, we are changing our brain. So when you create a plan for the future with specific goals, for example, uh, let's look at uh, business. A manager has to do this. A leader has to do it. Uh, when you plan your financial future, I've really had to surround myself with people to say, "What do you? Where do you see yourself in two years? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see?" And th- because that then helps them by clarifying my vision of the future, which may change. It's 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 to help them create a flexible. Uh, sense of freedom for me. So visualizing is really for whatever we do in life is mental rehearsal. And by the way, we are always visualizing. And most of us don't know that when we do, we are actually influencing our choice. So when we look at a goal, by, I, I used to tell this story. It was, it's kind of fun. A, a fellow said, well, uh, you know, I, I, want a, I want a car. And somebody else says, well, what kind, of, what kind of car do you see yourself having? He said, well, just a plain, ordinary car. He says, don't you like Corvettes or something? I mean, we, oh, oh, what a great idea. He said, can, can you visualize having a Corvette? Oh, yes, yes, I can. He said, that's terrific. Well, uh, do you have a relationship? Uh, no, 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 I don't, I don't. Well, would you, can you visualize yourself having uh, an intelligent, attractive partner? He said, well, yes. And I said, can you put her beside in, in the Corvette? That's terrific. Wow, I never thought of that. That's, that's huge. I said, now can you imagine the Corvette pulling up in front of your house? And what kind? Do you understand this? That, that we, by our nature, have to work at really going for it in life, really enlarging our goals of what we want. Goals, by their nature, are limiting. The moment you set it, you've created a box for yourself. So you all, to me, it, you always but, but want how, to ask, how do you do it without becoming grandiose and, and, and having goals that are unachievable and then therefore oh, you'll never well, get that's good. Then let me, let me, let me put a, a little bit of a box around it is I get people when they set something that's out of their comfort zone, right? I still want them to stretch, to move, but I go, okay, now we're going to, we're going to create something that is realistic. In other words, I'm six foot three. I am never going to be five foot nine. Right? <laughs> My hair is thinning and, and grayish. It is never going to be a full head of black. So you have to be realistic in your goals, and they ha- they must be aligned with your values, right? Because yeah. here's here's what a lot of people do, and I think this is important for people to understand. Let's suppose that my top three there are like fifty some values in life. Values are honesty, integrity, fun is a value, social spirituality. Uh, so all, there's only so many values. Now let's suppose I didn't, I didn't even think about my values. But let's suppose that my fear was driving my goals, and that my true self. Well, I'll tell you my top three values. 
my top three values, not necessarily in this order, are integrity, love, and fun. Those are my top three. They drive everything in my life. They drive my goals. They drive my vision. But let's suppose that I wasn't aware of my top values, and I do an exercise in my workshops with this to get people. Before they set their goals, they need to know, one, what are their top two or three values, and what are their top priorities, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and socially. Because if what you do in life is incongruent with who you are, all right, I'll repeat it again, if the actions you take in life and the behavior you display is incongruent with the essence of who you are, you will never be fulfilled. And that word, fulfilled, I didn't say successful. That's another story. Because that's, but fulfilled means you are, you, I am, I am a, as a person, I am enthusiastic, I'm, I've always got something going on, I'm driven uh, in a good way, but I'm always true to those values. So, not only is it enlarging goals, make, keeping them realistic, working in visualization, visualizing those goals, they must be based in an emotion. And the reason is, is that the part of us, the 90% that drives our steam engine, is based in emotion. If I ask any of your listeners, name me one event from your past that was very positive since you were old enough to remember, say four years old up, or, or, and then one event that was negative. Just go back and you think about those. Always someone gives me something that is emotionally based in loss, fear, uh, happiness, and that's the way that we respond on a subconscious level. It's so it just large. Yes. Okay, the other thing you say to implement some of these things is to have commitment. How can, once you've got this, these goals, how can you become committed to make sure these things actually happen? Well, I wish this was a long discussion. <laughs> <laughs> because commitment is an off-or-on switch. And the way you become committed is take ownership. Uh, so, uh, for example, if you're working for a team or you're in a team or you're working for an organization, there is a way always that I can help people work their personal values in with the company values, or, or maybe they shouldn't be there. See, I'm pretty hard about this. So commitment is flipping the switch saying, no matter what, oh, you know, we got, we got to qualify that a little, but I live my life like this. Tenacity is my thing. Is to be committed to something means that you say yes to it and you just surround yourself with the support to keep going. Otherwise, if you're not committed, if it's just kind of a, yeah, okay, fine, uh, then, then it doesn't work. And then you say you want to empower people around you to make sure it happens. What is the best way? Because a lot of people feel disempowered. What is the best way to empower people around you? Okay, absolutely. And empowerment, let me, I look at empowerment as help others grow. In other words, you, you can't micromanage and empower at the same time. So empowerment, the great leaders, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, all these wonderful leaders empowered people around them to be leaders. So you give them the resources, the education, the tools, and the training to be as good as you are. And then you say you need to communicate with integrity. Is, is this because people will see right through you if you're, you're not, don't have integrity and, and therefore it kind of destroys the whole project? No, I think, I think people lie all the time or there wouldn't be, have been Madoffs, right? I mean, I will, I am person, integrity is a very important part of my life. I do believe 
that if you speak the truth and you own your truth, I don't mean that you go say, boy, you need to lose some weight. I don't mean that kind of truth. <laughs> I mean speak your truth, is that you surround yourself with people, and I have in my organization, I have in my teams, who tell the truth, and I, get, and I encourage people to tell me the truth. I don't make them wrong for telling me the truth. I mean, if somebody tells me something I don't want to hear and I make them wrong, then I've lost my support. So communicating with integrity means you become known as a person of your word. If James Mape says, says something, if I'm going to say I'm going to be there at noon, I am going to be there at noon. If I say I'm going to do something, I will do it at the expense, by the way, of something I'd rather do. And then you also say it's important to create partnership. You've empowered people. How do you create partnership to accomplish goals? Well, I... I I, I put that in there when I wrote the book, and it's, it also is a very personal thing to me. I've always been, most of my life, I was always a lone ranger. And I, I don't, there's a lot of reasons for that. But when I started to discover with other people as well as myself that if I can create someone who wants to own something with me, I can accomplish more and that person can accomplish more than we could separately. That's why I always say one plus one equals three. So, for example, I've, in, in a new, new program that I've just come out with, I have created for the first time ever partners, about five partnerships of, and it's a little scary too, by the way, is, is people, if, if they win, I win, if I win, they win. So it's very important to me, and this is all part of quantum leap thinking. This is all part of we are built in our DNA to be social animals. People who have the best social relationships have been proven to be the healthiest, and therefore, why not in business too? And then you say you need to take risks as well. Uh, this is something that people have a difficult time doing in many cases. How can you make people feel comfortable and still want to take risks? Well, I will, I'm going to make this really fast. Years ago, my greatest fear was skydiving. So I hired Oprah Winfrey's crew, and I flew out to California, and they documented me for a whole day for an eight-minute video on skydiving. And this was on taking risks. Right? I, in fact, I passed out. I was so scared. So I, I, what, what I teach people is to ask a couple questions. Number one, what's the worst that can happen? That's a very important question. The second part of the question, and am I willing to have it happen? I call that like the, the, the reality breaker because by our DNA, we have a tendency to think fear more than calmness. So often when we're perceiving something in the future, our deep part of ourselves, that primitive part of ourselves gets scared. We start to make up these scenarios. And, you, and if you can catch yourself again and go, wait a minute, that's a fear. What's the worst that can happen if I take this risk? What's the worst? And if you're not willing to have the worst happen, don't take the risk. But often, I would say 90% of the time, it's going to blow apart the fear. So let's take your skydiving. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is your parachute doesn't open and you die hitting the ground straight. So by the way, by the way, I said that on the video. <laughs> so that's pretty bad. I said that on the video. But I was driven by I was driven by something more powerful because I had created an idea that was so important to me to help people. I mean, this is this is altruistic selfishism, and so I I had this idea in my head for three years that I was going to create a breakthrough video to help people take risks. That was more important to me. That was my vision, therefore my passion. Uh, uh, to get me out of that plane. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. So I was driven by something else, 
And you know what? I wouldn't have known if it happened. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman with the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is James Mapes, uh, president of the James Mapes organization. His website is jamesmapes.com, and his book is called Quantum Leap Thinking, An Owner's Guide to the Mind. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is James Mapes, president of the James Mapes Organization. His website is jamesmapes.com, and his latest book is called Quantum Leap Thinking, An Owner's Guide to the Mind. Welcome back to the show, James. Thank you for having me back. There's a specific project you just finished you wanted to tell people about, which was with the Yale New Haven Hospital, a patient post-op program. Well, so just tell us briefly that. about that. I'd love to talk about it. Remember what I said, I'm an evangelist for the imagination, so I go in a lot of different directions. But three and a half years ago, I was off shooting a film in Scotland. This is my hobby. I don't play golf or anything, so I act in film. And it was a wonderful role. I was there 10 days. I got home. I started to get depressed. And I don't get depressed. I know myself. Well, I get angry and antsy and all that, but I don't get depressed. So I literally went to my doctor who sent me across the street to my cardiologist. We've been home three days. That night my cardiologist called me and said, you have less than two weeks to live. And it was that fast, that powerful, that sudden. I had an aortic aneurysm. So I had to deal with all that fear. I had to deal with everything. And I made a decision within... 36 hours that I was going into this and use it instead of it using me. And I was going to come out of it with a program that I hope would transform the world in terms of surgery patients. And it's, and it's now done. It's called patient pre-op, post-op healing therapy. It's all based in research. It's all, and for many, many years, uh, I never advertised it. I never charged for it. I would help people prepare for surgery, help them take away all fear, remain calm, heal faster, because we can. I mean, that's not some dream. 
uh, get off narcotics sooner, get out of the hospital sooner. So this is a two-disc program. The first disc is 75 minutes, which is called the Patient Guide for the Mind. You listen to it with an advocate or by yourself or with someone else, and by the time you finish that, you're going to be totally believe you have experience it's interactive and then the second one is an exercise that you do twice a day one week prior to surgery and twice a day until you're healed and last night i was with the head of cardiothoracic surgery and he said he wants to help me get a case study with it and he's he's that's today in fact i got an email i haven't even opened it yet and he's he's, he's a friend of dr oz's and he wants to, to help promote this thing so this is the new program and it's, so it's allowing people to use their mind to overcome the fear going into it, coming out of an operation is basically what you're saying. Well, yeah. And, and you know, listen, here, here's a very quick exercise. And if you imagine me, or if you can imagine your listeners and you, imagine me taking a lemon. And I say, you know, here, look at this lemon. I'm going to cut it in half and I'm going to take a bite out of it. Right? So visualize that with me. And look at it's yellow and it has a form and it's a little bumpy and I cut it in half and I take a half and I drip the juice and I count to three and I put the lemon, I take a big bite out of this. That's how I start all my programs. And, and I, and I, once I get my breath, I ask the audience, how many of you had a reaction to that? And it never fails. Never fails. I don't care if the audience is 5,000 or 2,000 or 20. About 95, 96% had some kind of reaction. How did that happen? It's because the subconscious, the 90% of us that rule us, cannot tell the difference between a real or an imagined experience. And that's vital to understand. And it's programmable. Our brain, our brain is plastic, placidity. So I've created suggestions and relaxations that help people be confident calm and totally believe they're going to get well and then project in the future and see themselves doing something they love until it becomes embedded in that part of us. Very good. Uh, you also have a new book you're working on called Imagine That, Firing Up the Brain for Success. Imagine what are some of the ideas the uh, that you're going to be working on in that book? Yeah, uh, we, we leave tomorrow to go back to the islands where I, we write seven days a week, and, and it's, uh, it's all about uh, perceptions it's about letting go. It's about, and it's all based in brain science. Uh, it's about re- kind of reinventing yourself. Uh, and it, and it's, and it, the first part is on the brain, and then it goes. It's very, it's all interactive. I'm going to do this uh, in a way on the web that people can actually be cheerleaded and and look at things on the web and and interact. Uh, one area that would be interesting to hear you talk about is entrepreneurship. <clears throat> a lot of what you talk about here, visualization and setting goals and creating a networking and people supporting each other would seem to be important for an entrepreneur to start and make a successful business. How does some of what you're applying here apply specifically to entrepreneurship? Uh, well, I can and, put that very easy. I am an entrepreneur. The reason this book came out of me is because I am, and all this can be applied. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to set your goals and larger goals. You've got to have a vision, which we haven't talked about, but that's the compelling thing that creates passion. You've got to be able to communicate it. You've got to be able to surround yourself with people who can support you. Therefore, you have to get them enthusiastic. They have to be able to see your vision. You have to imprint them. You've got to take risks. You've got to help people that are around you, if you're an entrepreneur, not to get mired down in fear. You have to empower them. And that means not micromanaging, you know, and that's scary. That's a risk in itself. So everything in quantum leap thinking, every one of these points can be applied to building your own business, to creating ideas and doing your magic in the world. 
So in many cases, people think they're entrepreneurs, but you're saying they don't have the kind of mental um, facilities or, 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 or uh, well, habits to, you know, to pull I, it off. I, we're talking about our, listen, our, our, there are mechanics that, that, that you would never take your car to, and there are mechanics that are magical. Uh, to me, I use the word, the guy down the street, he can fix anything. So an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur. But to be a successful entrepreneur, one who is passionate, stays passionate, can deal. I always tell people, listen, you have to make friends with failure as much as you have to make friends with rejection. If you can't make friends with failure and make friends with rejection, just stop before you start. Because we learn by failure. And, you know, and then we have to learn to focus on the stuff that works, not the stuff that doesn't work. That goes against our DNA. And you have to play to your strengths, and you have to help other people play to their strengths, not try to improve your weaknesses. So all that's part of becoming an entrepreneur. You have a whole chapter calling called Turn Fear into Power, which is getting what you were just saying. How can you turn fear into power to well, make things happen? we touched on a little bit about recognizing it, uh, asking questions. There's a wonderful question that I get people to ask. If they See, there's three kinds of fear. One is called delicious fear, which is the kind of fear I get when I skydive or race cars or get for an audience. One is called primitive fear, and that's what kept us alive as a human race. And then there's what I call illusory fear. And illusory fear is the most dangerous kind because it can manipulate us into creating what we fear most. My example with poverty was one. An example with rejection. If we're, everybody's afraid of rejection, but if I become dominant and controlling, people aren't going to want to be around me. They go away and I go, what, what's wrong with me? What happened? Or if I start to reject people before they reject me, if I don't network and I pull back, see, that's a deceptive, it's false evidence appearing real. So one of the questions I ask is, to, once you recognize your fear, ask this question, what's the payoff for me having this fear? That's a huge question because it is, what do I get to avoid doing? Or who, what do I get to avoid saying? Uh, something too that I need to say. So it's, there's always, uh, for every fear, there's always, we get something out of it. And it isn't, guilt is the worst of all. You know, because then I, when I work with people, they say, well, that makes me feel guilty. They say, wait a minute. Number one, no one makes you feel guilty. Number two, guilt is the worst fear of all. Be- and, and it falls into that category because you, you're, you aren't the center of the universe here. So, being able to turn fear into power is what I do. Before I walk on stage, I have to tell you, I am nervous, right? But when I yeah. get out there, all I've learned, all my acting training, my speaking, my performing, all that goes into energy. So I turn fear into energy. And in about the, learn, We have about one minute to go, James. Yep. And in the last minute, just basically briefly sum up, taking what you've learned and what people can learn from quantum leap thinking, what kind of a difference could it make in their life, particularly their business life? I think that if people even made an effort to, to look at these points, and every one of them has their own subject, and consciously start to incorporate them in their, in their lives, I believe in my heart and soul that within two, three weeks you would see a, a huge difference in your self-confidence, number one, and in the ability to relate to people and therefore how you see people relate to you, you would start to see uh, a progress mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and socially. Very good. Okay, well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been James Mapes. Uh, he is the president of the James Mapes organization. His website is jamesmapes.com, and his book we've been talking about is Quantum Leap Thinking.
Thanks so much for being a guest on the Money Answer Show, James. Thank you for having me, Jordan. And thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.